Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. I am based on um, other players who have had this surgery. How long would you expect them to be out? They were not ready to put a timetable on it yet. Um... You know, I, I certainly would not rule out a return sometime during 2023, uh, but it's also not something at this stage uh, that uh, we want to bank on. Um, you know, it'll take how long it takes. We want to make sure he's 100%. Um, but, you know, certainly with this being uh, the internal brace procedure and not a not a Tommy John, uh, it does leave the door open for a return this season. Second hour, late night, WEEI. It's KJ Carson. Thank you so much for being here. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That's Bloom revealing that Trevor Story had surgery on his throwing arm out probably five months for recovery. And this was the concern, remember, going into last year. It was interesting that once Correa left the Astros, it, it almost seemed like, well, oh, it's a shoe-in. That story would go to the Astros, play short, because they didn't have anybody. But then he lingered and lingered and suddenly came here. And while people were excited because it was the first time that Haim had spent any money on any type of free agent, moving him to second was like, okay, this is one of two things. The future second baseman, but you're paying him as high as Altuve for the most part. Or this is the shortstop in waiting, and the word is that there's something going on with the arm that ain't really there that allows him to be an effective shortstop. And here we are. So for those who thought I was crazy saying Heim's long game is 2024, it is now. At least he's honest saying, you know, look, don't don't put a lot of eggs in the basket thinking like when is he going to come back? Because, again, this is a team that's picked to be fourth, probably. I think the Orioles... Number probably shot up a little more because you would say after Devers, the bat would be Trevor's story. And look, I, I with Correa, here's what I always thought. And I, I I wish I had the tape. I can't do KJ Rewind every night. I'm a, I'm a one-man band. And then I hand it off to producers. Do I not, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. Look, I give you guys all the credit to management, but you guys know. The text you're getting through today, audio's being sent to you. No, but seriously, um, no. Look, I said at at one point that look, Heim is playing for the long game for 2024. 
and that Trevor's story when he got here may have some issues with adjusting from high altitude to going to sea level. Would the speed still be there? And then the guy only plays in 52% of the games last year. 94 games, the least amount of games he played since his rookie year, not counting the, obviously, the strike year of 2020. I'm not the strike year, but the uh, COVID year of 2020. It, you you just wonder what you're going to get from him. Like now, huh. I feel for the fan base because it's like, okay, at least you had two guys. You still got Kike. Okay, yeah, like with Correa, he wasn't coming. He was shopping himself. I knew that was going to be the case. And I had a feeling, though I had no real super hunch, that when they started saying his physical wasn't checking out or they had issues with his physical, I said, well, the only place he can go back to is the last place he passed the physical. You know, some some guys are like, oh, man, I got to take a test. I don't know if I'll pass that test. What are you going to do for a job? Well, I could always go back to the place where they didn't care what I tested. (laughs) I think that's the situation with Correa. So, The Red Sox were smart not to even throw their hat into that ring to pay for damaged goods because there was no issue with with Correa's physical going into last year when he signed with the Twins. So literally that quick deal he made for 100, he did for three years, like 100 million, something like that, or 130 million, something like that. He just gets the 200 and comes back and the Twins save money. So yeah, you might have Elvis Andrus here as your shortstop. I think what makes this story about Trevor Story tough is the timeline. Is that um, go back to December 7th where the winter meetings are going on and clearly things are not going successfully with Xander. And so as you know that Xander is not going to be coming back, you know, you're probably letting Trevor Story start to ramp up to play short. You're definitely going to be playing short. And then you feel something in the arm that doesn't feel right. So now you've lost your guy who you got nothing in return for. The guy that you purchased last year, who you had in waiting, now is going to have you waiting even longer. Here's Hein Bloom, some more talking about what it what this will be a, as an effect on the team. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think we can sugarcoat it. He's such a talented player. We saw it last year for all the, the issues that we had um, and many of the issues on our club that had nothing to do with Trevor. When Trevor was out there, we were a playoff caliber team. Um, we saw that. And you see how he could take over a game uh, really in every aspect. And we are all really excited and still are excited to see what he's doing, going to do going forward now that he's adjusted, uh, you know, to a new place and got his feet under him uh, in Boston and and in a new organization after spending his whole career with another organization. We're still excited for that. It's things that we're going to have to wait. Um, but, uh, you know, fortunately, this wasn't worse and and we will get him back. Um you know, like I said, for all the ups and downs that he had in his first season, and, and obviously the missed time wasn't ideal, um, he showed all of why we brought him here and showed the ability to, you know, take over every aspect of a baseball game, and I'm sure he'll show that again when he's back. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering when the bat does come back, can it be a 275 average bat? Like, Part of the kind of the thing that you thought that Trevor Story could offer up would be something in the stolen base game. Do you not risk that because clearly you don't want him sliding on a surgically repaired arm? So you probably stay away from that. Or you can't make him not slide head first. You know, like hey, you still always go you know feed in first. You know, so you know does it change what you were hoping to get out of the player fully? And what are the adjustments that you're making towards now? Because 
Like, that's too much money to put him at second base. Like, that's too much money. The value goes out the window and becomes an albatross if you keep him at second base with the money you give him. There's, Trevor Story is not a top three second baseman in the league. You put him at short, now you have value, but you don't have him there. And the reason why he's not there is because of the arm that some people were talking about or whispering about. Like, There's something about his arm. I don't know. Put him at second, you don't put as much. Now, a second baseman will tell you, someone like Lou Maloney will tell you, there's a different type of torque that comes off of your arm when you're playing second. And granted, with the shift, a lot of things that change, but the shift is gone now this year. But it doesn't put as much strain on your arm in terms of distance as in terms of position, right? You could, if, you, if you're a second baseman, if you always can feel the ball with your feet positioned very well, you're not going to put a lot of strain on your arm. It's only when you have to come back across your body. Shortstop, you're going to do that all the time. You're going to be coming across your body. You're going to be coming through your body to get balls. You know, submarine throws to get to first barehanded to, you know, stop and pivot and, you know, like you're throwing a football through a hoop. And this guy's having surgery because all those things aren't aren't going well right now. So it's just another day in paradise, I guess, for Red Sox fans. I think I think <laughs> the, the the idea that the team is not going to be good this year, I think people are okay with that and know that that's what's in front of them. Now with Trevor's story out, I think that kind of puts even another peg in that for sure. You know, there still hasn't been any attempts at pitching, which is baffling to me. The hope is that Chris Sale will be there at the start of spring training. But again, spring training is the beginning of the preseason. <laughs> we need to see that Chris Sale doesn't go on DLs and stuff like that, I, which I think as long as you can keep himself, and main, you know, keep himself safe and maintained on the mound, I think everything will work out fine for Chris Sale. I think there's a vested interest in Chris Sale making sure that he shows his best in the last few years out there. But no Trevor Story. Xander's gone. No pitching is it Johnny Cueto just signed with the Marlins for a year. So it's like, for $8 million, Johnny Cueto wasn't anything interesting. (laughs) What is going on? The team needs arms at the front. It's still the same problem from last year. And like I said... If this whole play is to try and see what you can do to get it meaty enough for Shohei Itani to come here, you could say that Devers is here and 24 is the year. Hey, look, it'll be tough. There might be some fun games out there. There'll be some runs scored, but I I think that's just what's so baffling to me right now is that like even a Zach Greinke is not on the hasn't even shown up on the menu. Like if you have like Greinke and Kluber and you put them to other guys, you're like okay, you know this kind of be like a little kind of New style gas house gang on the mound, you know, like these guys are kind of up there. But they can give you crafty innings, and suddenly you're like, wow, this guy's, you know, giving up two hits over five, and, you know, he's 30, the late 30s. That can be some enjoyable storylines to set up for the big play that you're trying to probably go for in 24. But, yeah, this Trevor Story injury does not bode well because, what, he played 94 games last year? Let's see if he's going to miss five months. And if you're talking about five months from right now, we're already getting into June. So 
you know, why you don't want to rush the injury, as Hein Bloom was saying, and that's absolutely correct because there's still value in Trevor's story. Just haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen all of it yet. You would. I don't know if he plays even 50% of the games this year. Maybe 25, and maybe those 25% of the games, maybe when starting to see a lot of the, it might be the Worcester Red Sox, you know, doing their their their, their summer run at Fenway Park. Da-da-da-da-da. Who knows? So it, it may be tough for some of the younger guys like Cassis and every and, and some of the other guys. You know, because it's like, where is there danger in the lineup for someone to? Because you know, right now, if I was a pitcher, like there's only one bat I'm concerned about, and that's Raphael Devers. That's it. Yoshida's still kind of an unknown, but again, I thought Yoshida's gem was going to be able to hit behind someone like Trevor Story, who can give you some form of speed on the base paths. I, I don't know. Speechless. Because it's like, wow. Just as the fan base was ready to accept, okay, Devers is here, and for that we know there's an investment in the future coming because the investment of our future has already happened. You would hope that Trevor Story would be a very good understudy in terms of offensive provision. JD's gone. Xander's gone. So Story would have to step up. And you can't say, well, well, this, the production got from Story last year will carry over to this year. You, I mean, you didn't even get a real good sample. I mean, psh, what, he had 300, 350 at-bats? That's not going to tell you anything. I mean, it's only like 100 more at-bats than he had all in the strike season. I mean, in the uh, pandemic. Pand- why do I keep wanting to say strike? You know what it is? Because when you see low numbers there, it's like, oh, it had to be a strike, but it wasn't. Well, well, they had the um, lockout. the lockout that was going on at the same time, and you couldn't get players to agree on what they were going to play for during the pandemic. So you right. kind of basically had a, a strike yeah, because they couldn't was, agree on, on the terms. You didn't start until, what, July? Right. They only played 60 games, yeah, because they cut the season almost down to a third. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's going to be the best possible scenario that comes back is that with, with surgery and with great rehab and with uh, great rehab stints that Trevor Story can come back and at least show some type of spark towards the end of the season. Now, I'm, I'm going to throw a name out there. It's potentially your shortstop if you don't. <laughs> Remember they played Bobby Dawback at a at shortstop a couple times I was last just going to say, you know, first of all, why does that bleeping guy still have a roster spot on this team? But put Bobby Dawback in there. Well, but you know, but here's what's crazy about that. Because if you're saying, all right, some positions on the field you do not expect power numbers from, you know, this would be the argument if you're Dahlback's agent. You're like, hey, you could play Bobby at short. You will get a little more pop than you would from an average shortstop, just a regular average shortstop. But you know, when you're a corner, when you're a corner baseman, first baseman, third baseman, man, they, they, that's historically where they want the pop. They want pop from first base, third base, corner outfields. Um, and if shortstop is like out of the world, out of this world, then you would get it from there as well. But up the middle of the of the, you would rather there be great defense than great bats. And if a, a catcher can give you consistent contact, like Christian Vasquez did at times, then yeah, that's what you would want to look at. But who knows? Maybe, I mean, I'll put it this way: 
Dahlback will get some chances to play it short in spring training. How he looks would be it, it, it. You just never know. This would be the season to try it out. <laughs> it's KJ late night. W E E I six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven nine three seven. Still to come, the Celtics and their big win in the last in the last minute of the, how they pulled it out in the game last night against the Bulls. Plus, what's going on with the Patriots moving forward and some of the disconnects between some of the older guys and the younger guys in terms of players and management. Those stories, that's all still to come here. But right now, it's time to trend with Andrew Meehan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. win a, a rugged game against a rugged team without hitting threes and kind of shooting them out of the gym. How rewarding is that to kind of, as a team that's giving you trouble to, to get a win like this? Uh, you know, that was big. You know, regardless of, you know, their record. Uh, it's a really good and really talented team. You know, any given night, you know, they could beat anybody. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, DeMar had to lead the game, but, you know, Zach uh, can score with the best of them and um, they always gonna play you tough, you know, especially their second unit. I feel like that's when they, you know, have the biggest spark, you know, coming out in the second and third quarters. Uh, you know, uh, they're just a tough team, and you know, we two and two against them this year. Uh, so, you know, regardless of how well we did or didn't shoot the ball, you know, I take it. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ Carson, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Every time I hear I should not be barking like a dog, but I'll tell you right now, the Celtics showed the dog in them last night because this is a team that's been very super finesse with the three. And I've said, once you start seeing Milwaukee and Kevin Durant, even though he's going to be out for a few weeks, these guys can hit the three when they need it and just mercifully beat you down with twos. Where with the Celtics, if they start missing a few threes, uh, where's that skill to get those twos? And I think that's where teams are saying, you know what, if there's something you can get at the Celtics, it would be make them play the half-court game from inside the arc. If you can do that, the Celtics don't look as dominant because... Robert Williams is what I would call a speed action guy, right? As a big, he's more designed to run with the pack more so than it is 
hey, let's run the offense through him in the post. Now, don't get me wrong, he can make things happen in the post in terms of the assists and putbacks, but in terms of running offense through him, that's not the skill set. And so the way last night's game played out, and we'll get into some of the thoughts in terms of like Al Horford, the old man coming through in the corner, the old man in the corner, that this is one of those games that said, hey, at some point this team has to start showing teams in the league that they don't have to depend on the three shot to fall to still win games. The games don't have to be in the 120s where we'll try to outgun you because after a while, no, the defense gets tighter, the shots don't fall as often, and as successful as the season has been for the Celtics, they're glaring, glaring deficiency. It's two-point baskets and two-point attempts. They're 28th and 29th in the league, and they're down anywhere from 3 to 8% from where, what they did last year. So even though pretty much with the same roster, they've gone even further away from last year's presence in, in, in the two-point area. The biggest thing that's helped them has been Marcus Smart and the assists. I really take my hat off to how he's readjusted his game to be a distributor who can score versus a scorer who you hope would give up the ball with. with like, hey, I don't want you to pass me the ball when it's not going down for you. I want you to be able to pass me the ball when things are going down for you and then and then still take your shot. So they're a little they're much better in that regard than last year. But last night was just really a thing of beauty at the end of the game. And here's uh Coach Missoula on Jason Tatum at the end of the game, where you want to take that shot, sometimes from like twenty five, giving up the ball for the assist. Here's Joe. Yeah, um, you know, we're, when we play with that level, that mindset and that, that commitment to the details and execution, we make the right play. And I think Jalen and Jason do that uh, more times than not. I don't think they get enough credit for um, them trying to make the right play on a consistent basis. And, you know, I thought our role guys were really good today. Um, I thought we just, you know, had a complete game from our team um, and just really focused on our mindset, our toughness, and our execution. Yeah, I mean, they're much better. They're, I want to say much better, but they have improved on the turnovers from last year, which were kind of blatant. But now um, they're sixth in the league. So that's where a lot of the issues were coming on, turning the ball over late. Uh, Really, two men really with half of the turnovers, 75% of turnovers. So that's come down. But it's very big to see in a situation where it would be easy for Jason Tatum to say, hey, could this, this, a shot here could be another highlight reel for the MVP conversation that his name is starting to slip a little, and I'll get into that shortly. But here's Jason Tatum's thoughts on the assist to Al Horford. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think it was like 33 seconds left on the clock uh, or something like that, and, you know, I had the ball at the top. I knew that they was going to, you know, double me. You know, they didn't want me to shoot the ball. Uh, so Grant, you know, flashed to the middle, and I think it was Vooch had to make a decision play two and you know just simple pass to Al uh, trusting your teammates in those situations all about just making the right play whether that's for somebody else or for myself um, and credit to Al that was a big time shot that you know kind of sealed the game yeah think about the the, the the three-step process that this young guy went through 
one, recognizing that the defense is going to come at him because they expect him to take the shot. And last year at this time, he would have probably tried to force that shot. Two, Grant Williams, who had a heavy presence in last night's game, is cutting towards the middle and can't be ignored by Vucevic, the big man. So he's got to collapse in on Grant Williams. And then three, to trust Al Horford from the old man in the corner. Here's Al on that shot and getting the assist. Right corner? I, I don't know corners. I just get to the corners. and um, uh, Yeah. You lead the league in, I think, 55% from that right. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Now I'm jinxed you. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. I, I honestly didn't, didn't know about it, but as you guys can tell, I'm in the corners a lot. <laughs> so right or left, I just got to be there and, uh, and be shot ready. Yeah, listen to Al on the humble brag, but inside he's saying, your corner, my corner, left corner, right corner, street corner, your corner, corner store, corner boy, don't matter. Give me the ball out there, I'm going to hit it. Sure enough, at that point, Al was one for four from three, and that shot won the game, put the Celtics up by five. And this is good because I do wonder, as time moves forward with this team, will the MVP race that Tatum is slowly losing ground in. He was he was top pick probably three weeks ago. Luka's at plus 275. Jokic at plus 300. Giannis is at plus 350. Tatum is now at plus 400. Durant at plus 1,400. So Tatum for MVP isn't so much a mantra as by the league as much. And this is that time to say, okay, if you know they're not going to be showing a bunch of highlights in the Jason Tatum MVP watch, and you're not going off for 50 every night, win games from the two-point area. Start beating some of these teams that had your number earlier in the season, saying that, okay, they could do all they want out there, but eventually going to miss shots. And I think last night they shot, the Celtics shot like 32, 33% from three which is below this threshold of like 35%, right? 35% is pretty much the bottom number you want to shoot for three in the whole scheme of why teams take more threes than most. So the Celtics' big game tomorrow, Pelicans come to town. Um, I don't want to call it a big game in terms of like it's must win or it's a showdown between East versus West. I mean, look, TD Garden's loud. Pelicans are new. Celtics by 15. I'm kidding Okay, Celtics by eight. So I don't think it's one of those games where you have to say, this could potentially be a matchup in the finals. Uh, No, the Celtics have such a homework assignment this year. The Bucs and the Nets and Philly seems to kind of creep and hang around even though they don't have a real bench. But you always had to wonder, like, Embiid could suddenly just put on a resume tape for, for seven games and just, you know, do the most damage. You always have to be concerned about it. It's like the bear that's in the woods. He knows you don't leave food around. You don't make too many mistakes. But if he catches a slipping, that's Embiid. But for the Celtics, it's going to be very, very important to be able to switch it up to show that, hey, they can win games with the mid-range game, with the mid-range game we can win games with the mix of the three, and there are going to be games where you'll be like, okay, it's going to be run and gun. Like the, like the New Orleans game might be one of those games that get up and down, right? Okay, these young guys want to run. We'll show them how to run, but we know that what we want to do and can probably do it better. 
In fact, it would probably be a better game to run because uh, Jonas, I, the big guy, Jusevich, I can't, I cannot say his name right now. It's that it's too late. Valachunas, there it is. I, I, I get, I get nervous when I butcher people's names, but Valachunas, his body's not designed to get up and down the court like that. Like, he could not run up and down the court with Robert Williams. So you have to kind of, like, eliminate that. And you can do that by running up and down with the Pelicans. So it'll be a good game. All right, KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Before we get out of here, I've got to get back to some of this stuff that's going on. Seems like bubbling under the surface with the Patriots. Um, If you missed any of the show, remember you can listen to WEEI. The app is free at Odyssey. Just type in WEEI to bring you right here. Click it. You got the little heart thing that'll let you know um, that you've saved it, and you can rewind all the shows from the day as well. I don't know if they have late night up there as a, a rewindable show. I'm almost pitching to say, you know what? Ten o'clock is it late night? Can we just call it the night show? You know, after hours with KJ, I could burn a candle and play some. I'm not gonna do that. Fireside chat with KJ. Fireside chat with KJ. I'm not an FDR, but you would probably say F somewhere in my name. Um, and the story with Tommy Curran on Gresham Fourier today kind of, kind of laid a grenade in the media, talking about saying he believes that Belichick's number salary per year is somewhere closer to thirty, which of course kind of sets off this kind of alarm in the fan base's heads. Like, whoop, Brady only won to twenty five. Whoop, Brady only won to twenty five. So it's like, is that the story? But I think more so now it's what was Bill really doing what was best for the team by having Matt Patricia be in charge of play calling or overseeing it more than others? We don't know specifically. We just know he wasn't the offensive coordinator. And the other part of it is, okay, how come Patricia hasn't been reassigned or this isn't being addressed? I had been saying for several months, especially after Bailey Zappi had a couple of successful games that were wins and one game that was almost a win against Green Bay, but they messed it up with a bad play call on second and five. (laughs) See how it all comes back? That Patricia has a leg to stand on and a case for himself, despite what all of us are screaming and what the whole world is screaming, that when it's him and Bill, you know, leader of the crew, He's got some game film to show where it did work. Mac's best game, two of his three best games this season were the last two in that same system. Offensive line got better. Now, if this team was 4-13, and there's no way you'd be able to justify at all that Matt Patricia got anything done. At all. We can sit here and say the defense saved this team more than a few times. That would be factually true. That wouldn't be a conversation that Patricia's having with Belichick. It's about the offense, right? The exit interviews. <laughs> He's going to talk about what he did. He's going to put that Lions tape in. He's going to put that Cleveland tape in. He's going to put that Vikings tape in when the ball was moving. Patricia has a little bit of a case for himself to allow the crew leader to say, you know what? You know, you don't want to just do it for one year. Maybe the two of you stay in communication during the offseason. Maybe that helped with the communication on the field. And Matt Patricia's back. Here's Chris Long on the Rich Eisen show saying people should probably back off of Mac 
and point their guys towards Bill? I feel like, if anything, Robert Kraft should apply pressure on Bill to to hire people that are more conventional offensively because the defense has been really good, and they've had some, some young pieces that are exciting, and I don't think Mac Jones is a bad quarterback. So, I, I you know, I know that Patriots fans are so used to winning. There's a whole um, – there's kind of a whole – a whole generation of them that never had to feel what losing's life like. They don't even have to feel what mediocrity's like. They don't have to feel feel this feeling, not winning a playoff game in four years. But buckle up. This is like what it's like to be in the NFL. Yeah. That's why you have KJ here. For those who are too young to remember, I can tell you stories. Probably probably your uncle, your dad says, you know, at one point there were four quarterbacks the Patriots had and none of them were quarterbacks. Like, Doug Flutie was, like, the last guy they gave a chance to do something. It was that Mark Wilson, Tony Eason. That Mark Wilson, Tony Eason. Uh, I just said his name. Um, I just said his name. Doug Flutie. And who was the other one? Wilson. Was Zolak here at that time? Or just got here, maybe? Yeah, because it would be because Zolak came after Esiason at Maryland. Yeah. So, yeah, so you had four QBs and no QB. This would be like around 1990-ish. Yeah, so that it would be Zolak. That's right. Because there they, 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 they were four quarterbacks and none. And let me tell you, those teams were atrocious. And the Bills were dominating everything. And it's not that bad here now, right? It just may feel that way. I just have to give you a point of perspective. And no, I wasn't being funny of like, who was the fourth one? I can't remember it. I just couldn't remember. But understandably, you get it, right? And so, yeah, if you think that Bill is suddenly going to spend and now there's some sexy feeling that Deion Hopkins is going to come here, you know what? After the age of 9, 10, 11, I have to have a conversation with you about Santa Claus. (laughs) I have to. Because what what offensive player wants to know they're coming here to be coached up by a guy who doesn't know how to call offensive plays? How is he going to call your number when he he doesn't even know how to call plays? So we can say all these sexy names and all these different things, and Cliff Kingsbury can come along with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, you guys got to stop playing Madden Ultimate Team. <laughs> it's ruining brains. It can't happen. And that's how I mean, a lot of people think nowadays. Yeah, it's almost kind of like if you really think that, you know, Aeneas, I can, you know, I've t- like I've got to put Palomalu on the bench because Aeneas Williams has a higher rating. Like that, that doesn't happen really in the real world. You put Palomalu out there. You don't think about the ratings. But yeah, this Madden ultimate team thinking. Slow down. Be realistic. If Bill's going to spend, he's going to want to spend where he still has control. If you get a high one receiver... You're most likely talking about someone who's going to demand the ball. And if you think Mac waving off Patricia was a sight, what do you think's going to happen when you see a, a receiver going off, maybe slamming a helmet because he can't, you can't get the ball to him? That's not part of that's not the, that's not the way the crew does it. So if Bill would have some type of control, it would be buying a top-notch offensive line where the guys remain nameless for the most part. They do their job. They're they're underappreciated and over, I'll put it this way: they're not paid as much, but they are overappreciated by the fan base. The fan base will wear an offensive line's jersey here in New England. 
Very few places do you see people wearing O-lineman jerseys, special teams guys. Here you get it. And so offensive linemen will appreciate that. If these offensive linemen know that they can do an amazing job and protect Mac Jones, then the running game looks better. The passing game looks better. You don't have to add superstars to the passing game. Will Jacoby Myers be here next year? Eh, Someone may see more value than what's going to be paid out here. He might go because the money might be better somewhere. But if you think there's going to be this free-for-all spending, remember, there was a demand on Bill to spend money after the Cam Newton year. Got a new quarterback coming in, or you could give Cam some weapons at the time. And at the time, I said, hey, the weapons that, well, they weren't weapons. They were just kind of ammunition. What Bill went and got was very conducive to what Cam Newton's skill set was at that time and what a rookie would come into the league would definitely need. Two tight ends, a couple of receivers who might be able to get some separation if they can get deep because of the tight end game, two running backs that can just go ahead and give you each 70 yards a game easily on the ground. So those things were in place, but you don't know the future of Damian Harris and who steps in. Is it Pierre Strong Jr.? Is it Smith that steps into that hole? You know, because in order for things to work, because of Ramondre Stevenson, because sometimes he'll get stopped. And if the running game disappears and you say you have no running game going, that's where things have gotten dangerous for the passing game, where they've had to like depend on their arm. Get an offensive line. Even the play action now looks better. You get You get that extra half second. Tyquan Thornton, give him a lot of credit, came back from that, from the uh, shoulder blade situation and performed nicely, no return injury. That's a good sign. That might be the speed you get. Devontae Parker, I call him the first and the last guy because you know, his boy, his opening game and last season of the game games. Always been impressive, and he didn't let down this year. <laughs> first game, hey, looking nice out there. Last game of the season, where was this all season? It'll be very interesting how all things play out moving forward with the Patriots here. Um, I know some people are like, well, the season is over. I'm like, yeah, you understand. This stuff is just beginning. Oh, you know that Matt Patricia, still, Matt Patricia is still in charge of the offense today. That's a big deal. Big deal. It's KJ Late Night, WEEI. We wrap the show next. Thanks so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. W-E-E-I Late Night. On W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Hey, 
is that KJ guy doing up there with the anthrax going on? Late night, W-E-E-I. Thank you so much for hanging out. You missed any of the show. Yeah, turn that up, Andrew. I stole your socks. Yo, man, what's the matter with you? You would never guess it coming out of me, would you? Never guess it, would you? Any of the show you missed, there, you can kill it now. <laughs> you ended perfectly right there. Uh, Nothing like a real just cold. Cold drop at the right cold time. Cold drop right? right at the right time. Yeah. Twitter, at W-E-E-I, K-J Carson, at Twitter as well. Uh, thank you so much for being here, whether it was for the last 10 minutes, last hour and 50, you know, however you've been here, whatever spend time, you, I appreciate every minute you've been here. Um, Tonight, kind of on that theme of Bill Beltrek's crew, the Tommy Curran cut that kind of set everything on fire. It's like, oh, maybe Belichick's making closer to $30 million a year. And one would have to offer, okay, with him making $20 million a year, while that's still a high, high number, and you try and figure out, like, okay, him and Pete Carroll pretty much getting paid because they still have jobs in the league, right? Because Carroll's at $15 million, Belichick at twenty. Sean McVay, now that's the person you're like, well, how does he make so much money? And he just got here at $14 million. Then Popovich at thirteen million with the Spurs, then Mike Tomlin at twelve and a half, and see that's interesting there. Tomlin, Andy Reid, John Harbaugh are all in the same neighborhood. Saban as well, Nick Saban. You try to figure out like, what are you, what are the Patriots getting back out of that twenty million dollars a year in coaching? Like your Gerard Mayo, like that was really weird when the, in the news came that Gerard Mayo was going to be seeking out other opportunities before the Bills game even happened. Like. What is going on at that place? Then you suspend the punter. You spend a DB. You've got Patricia's run the offense all through the season. And it's looked horrible. Mac has looked better in the last weeks, but gosh, this is a season from hell for him. That's for sure. You, you would only hope it is like, put it, it has to get better for Mac Jones. If it doesn't, then it's failed. That's, that's literally how, critical next season is for the quarterback situation here with the Patriots. And that's why I've always thought like, Hey, if, if Zappy's ready to kick back a few brewskis and stay a little longer, get in there, kid. You, you just, you just don't know. All right. So in the meme world, if you're fa- if you're familiar with the, it's called the Popeye's kid meme. Are you familiar with this, Andrew? I am. For like, So I'm on the radio. I have to describe it. The Popeye's meme is a, is a black kid who looks kind of suspected suspiciously at you. He's got a yellow shirt on and he's got like a cup up to his chest. Like, huh? People use it in terms of kind of like, what are you saying? Or what do you mean? Or I don't know about that. It, it probably more famous for the meme than you knew who he was. Well, according to front office sports, they inform me like that. This is a real kid and what he's up to now. Uh, his name is Dearnest uh, De- uh, Collin, a.k.a. the Popeye's meme kid, has just signed an NIL deal. He's a freshman offensive lineman at Division II Lake Erie College. Do they even have, do they have a Popeye's in Lake Erie? I mean, that's the other part of it. Like, can you do a name, name image likeness deal and they not have, like, what your name image likeness deal is being used for? <laughs> 
in your town? Like, how do I, maybe I Google that. Let's see. Lake Erie, PA, Popeyes. I bet you there isn't even one there. Let's see here. Lake they do. Erie. They do. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. They have, oh, they have several, it looks like. Oh, no, that's just on a big map. I don't need to drive there. They don't need to tell me that it's X amount of miles away. Wow. I got out of sports too soon. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Andrew, thank you again for your work. We'll be here tomorrow night as well, 10 p.m. Remember, if you missed any of the show, you go to weei.com. Of course, the app is free at Odyssey. Just type in weei. Have a great Tuesday night. See ya! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.